Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. This is MA. There's swearing. I'm nude right now. I'm immature and I love fart and dick jokes. If you may be offended, piss off. If not, welcome to the madness of the Weekly Wodge. You've been warned. It's back and it's about time to the footy has returned and life gets back to normal. Tough times at the moment, weather-wise up and down the East Coast. First up, just want to say hope you're doing well, you're safe, you're healthy and you're smiling. For the next 60 minutes or so, we're going to try and take your mind off the day-to-day issues with the hottest podcast ever. 12 different superstars giving you their thoughts. Some footy talk, some shit talk, and a couple of laughs as well. Let's rip in, legends. This is Andy Raymond Unfiltered, the weekly wodge, home of the good sorts, except for me. I've got a head like a half-sucked mango, but I'm used to that. Joining us to chat about the preseason from the mighty Seagulls, Lachlan Croker, mate. Trying to get a better understanding of what goes on between November and round one. The first couple of weeks back from your break, is that simply a cardio smash up? Is that the focus? Yeah, yeah, essentially it is. Yeah, we um, the first couple of days will be sort of an ease into it, um, then we'll get into the running and stuff with a yo-yo, um, which is oh. torture and nobody enjoys. And then our, our days from there, sort of. Um, Three days a week, we'll have three sessions. So a field in the morning, which Desi keeps us out there for. There's times we're out there for up to three hours, which oh. is, which is very common. We'd be doing that twice a week at least. Um, and then we move into to lunch, and then after lunch, we have a, a split uh, weight session where the forwards will go do weights for an hour, and then the backs will do cardio for an hour, and then we'll switch over. So it's um, yeah, the first yeah the the early weeks of the the preseason are, are not not a whole lot of fun and. Mm. Um, Test, test a lot of us and especially the young guys that haven't been in that environment straight away. And um, I remember my first couple of years down in Canberra that um, it just it knocked me around so much that I they um, sent me back to 20s to, to get my to get my feet back under me just because it was yes. so um, it was just so different to what I'd been doing. Mate, before the Christmas break and, and at this time, do you have the footy in your hands at all or is uh, is the footy a long, long way away? Yeah, it's um, like thirteen on thirteen stuff and edge on edge stuff is is a very um, very long way away. We do a lot of um, a lot of skill stuff yep. and um, more sort of skill under fatigue if we're doing a conditioning yep. block or or something like that, and, and we're doing say our conditioning for ten minutes or whatever it is, and then we'll have a two minute active rest, which will involve um, bad hands or yep. rolling the ball on the ground and and that sort of stuff. So um, that's probably the extent of that. Um, in the early part of preseason, and once the footy start coming out, you start seeing a few more smiles. I bet you do. Um, you mentioned skills under fatigue. Is is that I guess based on 
the fact that decision making under fatigue is nine times out of ten the the difference between winning and losing a game that you guys have got to be absolutely physically and mentally stuffed but still make the correct decision yeah absolutely the the whole sort of premise around it is we're not really making any decisions when we're not fatigued at all yep. so it's um and then Desi's made a real point of last year our, our completion rate and um, our unforced errors were were not not where they needed to be um, so there's been We've done a lot more work on that this year, and um, it's hard to tell whether you're in the right spot until you're in the in the game and the live yeah. bullets are flying around. So it'll be interesting to see if if things work out. And I, I can only assume that a lot of other teams are, are feeling the same way. The good news is the preseason is over. The footy is back, ripping on the weekend, mate. Beautiful, thank you. And joining us on the first weekly wadge of the season, new Canberra recruit Gunn and my man Jamal Fogarty made a huge few months. How have you settled into the ACT? No, it's been great. I think it's been um, a good move for myself. Obviously, new teammates, new city to live in, new coaching staff, new high-performance staff. So for myself to come into a different system that I know zero about, um, it's been um, really refreshing um, for, me, for me physically and mentally. Um, you know, I'm super excited. The Raiders, they've, they've been a top four team for, you know, for the last couple of years and yep. they're a very physical and gritty team and um, that, that, that excites me to be a part of that. First impressions of the club and the people, all really positive? Yeah, it's a, it's a great place to be. Um, obviously, everyone that comes to Canberra um, comes from whether that's New Zealand, Queensland, a couple of point boys. So the guys that are from down here, they they really reach out and super genuine about making sure that, you know, we're not getting homesick, how you're settling in. Um, it's nice. it's kind of almost a little bit too friendly, but that's just the kind of people that they are yeah. and they're always looking out for you. And, you know, at training, we're training the CBD. So all the boys are kind of like, you know, we've got a bit of downtime, let's all go for a coffee instead of nice. – two or three of years, you know, you might have 12 or 15 going for a coffee because we can walk there. Mm. Um, and, and even the people that walk the streets of Canberra, obviously that they are very proud to be Raiders supporters. Heaps of people wear their Canberra hats, Canberra T-shirts, Canberra shorts. Um, so I think it's a little bit different on the Goldie. Not so many people do wear the Gold Coast mm. Titans colours. Yep. Obviously that might fluctuate if we're going good or going bad. Yeah. And obviously it's just a pre-season at the moment, but – the season that the Raiders had last year, and they still got guys walking the streets in their colours, kind of shows that you know that they're super supportive of the Raiders, and obviously they're a one-team city as well. So yeah, yeah it's awesome so far. I've got to ask, and sorry about this, but you were famously ankle tapped by Josh Papali'i when a try looked certain. What was it like turning up to training? Day one, coming face-to-face with the great man and the great mullet that is Papa, and who sledged you the most about it in front of him? Um, so I returned a couple of weeks before Big Papa. Yeah. So, and to my surprise, I didn't cop any slack at all. You know, I was I had my headphones in ready for everyone to give me a gob for. Obviously, he's the new guy. Let's give him a bit of shit kind of thing. Yeah. And um, everyone was just super welcoming. And then even um, the day Papa did come in the training, he came over and said hello, he gave me bit of a handshake and a cuddle and um you know he, he even sort of said to me oh it's getting a little bit old now which was good that kind of made me feel a little bit more comfortable around yeah. him I was waiting for him to give me a little cheeky one on the side 
Um, and then even a couple of the team meetings, they at the Raiders, they're very rich in their culture about, you know, showing clips and videos and knowing the history of the club. So every Monday we kind of have a bit of a quiz and stuff like that and they might show a clip of the Raiders and the very first one I was just like, oh, here it comes. <laughs> it comes for sure. And then um, nothing came of it. So I went over to um, – his name's Brett Dixon. I went over and shook his hand. I said, thanks, mate. I was really expecting something to pop out there. And he goes, nah, mate, I wouldn't do that to you. Two weeks later, he puts it up in the team video and there it was. I got a new bastard. Yeah, <laughs> he got you. So, I copped a whole lot, to be honest. And I did jump into ice bars with a pair of the budgies on. And then a couple of boys like, mate, you can't wear them. So they were kind of giving me a bit of stick. And I was like, it's not every day – my face is going to be on a pair of budgies, so might as well embrace it. Exactly. Always a pleasure chatting, mate. Love to catch up as the season continues, and good luck. Nah, perfect. Thank you. Would you believe I recorded that interview the day before Jamal did his knee? The young bloke sidelined for a couple of months thinking of you. You'll be back better than ever. This is the part of the podcast where we've put you in charge. You're asking the questions. Our superstars are giving their answers. Look out. We'll start with the Dragons hooker and downright top fella, Andrew McCulloch. From the Illawarra, Sean at Gerringong, he said, how's the off-season been with so many new faces at the club? Yeah, really good. I think uh, one of the you know, aspects that we needed to work on from last year is being able to you know, add to depth. I think um, you know the good teams within the competition are able to, you know, if they miss two or three blokes through injury or suspension, they're able to fill that void really yep. well without the um, change dramatically their side. So I think being able to have those sort of guys that we can rely on and not um, come in and just do a job without even questioning it. Um, we've gotten really well. I think I've been able to get some senior blokes there. You know, you got Aaron Woods, you got Jaden Sewers playing some good footy, and then yeah. you got a couple of Al Moga in the backs as well. Um, and then you throw in Moses Suley, those sort of guys that are, you know, coming to that 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 peak uh, athletic stage that that's going just going to balance out the team nicely. Here's a question posed to Fijian superstar Jewel International, if you don't mind. And coming soon, a Legend Series guest, the great Lordy Dakiri. From Justin in Cairns, Broncos 2000, Rabbitohs 2014. Yep. Who do you reckon wins? Ooh, my, that's a tough one. Games have changed. Yeah. I find uh, it hard comparing eras. That's yeah, you just can't me. compare eras. Mate, I'm a, I, two bloody yeah, good I, footy sides. Yeah, two great footy sides um, with great leaders and different leading styles. Kevy Walters is his last year as captain. He, he, he you know, he, he's won. I think he's won five or six. Um, so then you got Sam Burgess on the other side, leads from the front, no nonsense. Um, man, I, 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 I can't, I can't, I can't say a winner there because I'll probably get smashed from pillar to post by the teammates who I didn't say. Yeah, no, bingo. I. Fully understand. Kevy going into his second full year of NRL, mate. Yep. I think he is the right choice yep. irrespective of, um, I guess, the results in year one. What are mm. your thoughts? I'm, I'm really uh, – I'm looking forward to, to seeing how the Broncos go in, in, in this coming season. Uh, you know, there was no place to go at, at the end of last year, at the end of last season um, or the season before. 
And, you know, they've improved, although, you know, small increment. Um, I, I think I think they'll challenge for a top eight spot this season, um, if not get one. Uh, they, they've got the calibre of player to do that there. Um, Kevy's just got to get it together, got to tie it all in together. I know, as you know, mate, the, uh, you know, the depth of squad um, is massive now in, 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 in the NRL. Uh, you've got to manage your, your risks and your injuries quite well. Um, so they're a young team and they've bought well. Adam Reynolds, great boy. They needed him. Uh, you know, they've got Capewell, yeah. um, who, who'll be great for them. Um, you know, I think the smoky this year for him will be someone like um, Ryan James. Yeah, so do I. Um, you know, he hasn't been talked up as much as as the other as the other two. Um, just with his leadership in the pack with that young pack, um, and he'll provide good backup if they need. I, I reckon he's he's good enough to start. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think that's a beauty. Great call, Ryan James. Didn't have a great year last year with Canberra, but they didn't have a great year. No, he's back in Queensland. Yep. back back more comfortable. Yeah, uh, I, I think a good year ahead. And finally this week, let's go to the Eels loose unit. Lock forward, Nathan Brown. We'll start with this one. This is from Lindell at Seven Hills. That loss to Penrith at the end of 2021, even though it was a loss, the Eels were brilliant and they were tough. How much self-belief do you reckon the side got from that? Yeah, massive, mate, massive. Um, Yeah, it was uh, obviously disappointing uh, to lose, but yeah, once you get over it, you um, you know take the positives, and the positives were that you know we uh, we dug deep for each other and uh, showed a bit of fight, which is um, yeah, which is you know all the well, you know what you need in semi-finals games. We just yeah weren't uh, weren't lucky enough to to get out of the win, but yeah, we're going to definitely take uh, a lot of confidence you know leading into the preseason. Social media is normally a massive carve up on everyone especially Twitter, but, mate, after that game, even like Dragons supporters, Bulldogs supporters, supporters of other teams, they were saying, Para, you won me. You guys were brilliant. That's that's pretty cool in itself. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I think, uh, you know, uh, floating around on social media saying that that was one of the um, better games of rugby league yeah. they've they seen or fans seen in, in, in a while. And, you know, it's, it's good that, um, you know, the fans – um, you know, I love watching Para play, which is, yeah, which is good. It's what it's all about, giving back to the fans and giving back to the loyal uh, Parramatta supporters. 100%. If you'd like to be part of the Unfiltered team, get in touch, legends. We've got different levels of sponsorship for different budgets, from podcast sponsorship to social media endorsements, personal appearances, voiceover work, Basically, our deals are limited only by your imagination. We'll work with you to ensure you get what you want, when you want, and how you want. Get in touch again at our website, andyraymondunfiltered.com.au, and hit the sponsorship tab. Next week, I could be promoting your company to the hundreds of thousands of potential customers Unfiltered is reaching each and every week. What I love about this podcast, our podcasts don't date. We do them in such a fashion that they're all timeless. Yep, all 250 of them. They're ready to listen to when you're ready, any episode, any time. 
it'll make sense. An example, here's the NRL's most aggressive man, the NRL's fight anyone, anytime man. Also, my man. I love him. I love me some Cody Walker. And this is from last season. Adam Reynolds is leaving the Rabbitohs at the end of the season. Adam and his teammates have handled the headlines brilliantly, really professionally. Cody Walker joins us to talk about his halves partner. What are you going to miss about Ren Diggity? Actually, when he when he made the decision to leave, I texted him and I said, um, I'm filthy and happy for you at the same time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I'm filthy that he's leaving because of the, the combination that um, that we've had over the many years. The relationship that we've had off the field um, has been amazing, and that's probably helped um, the the combination on the field. Like me, Reno, Cookie, all get along, and over the last couple of years since since we've added Latrell into the fullback position, we all get along off the field, and that's probably what's um, helped that relationship on the field. And I suppose it's um, it's that I suppose catch twenty two where uh, we all wanted him to stay. Yeah. Um, you know, but he's he's obviously made a decision based on, you know, the opportunity for him and his family, and and we all respected that. Um, and I suppose the one thing that our job is now is to, I suppose, send him out on a high. Um, he's been at the club for a number of years now. He's, uh, I think, he's number two on the all-time mm. um, South Sydney playing record, which is outstanding for a club that's been around since 1908. Yep. So our job is just to, you know, do everything possible that that we can to send him out in the high. Okay, some really nice things you've said about Adam. Um, now the important question, <laughs> and you know what's coming. What aren't you going to miss about Adam? Oh, it's obvious to know that he's the pest of our our club. Um, yeah, I'm not going to miss any of that. He's he's been he's been giving it to me about these dad pants I've been wearing actually the last couple of days. I've got these Adidas pants where they're pretty old and they're they're tight, so he's been hammering me. Um, but yeah, I suppose that's one thing that you'll miss. But you'll lose you'll I suppose you'll be happy to miss. But um, I suppose he brings that sort of energy yeah. um, to the group when when the energy's down. He's one of the players that um, lifts the energy, and he's he's pretty dry, which is quite yeah. funny. But um, yeah, he just hammers some of the blokes at training. It's just fun to see when you're not on the receiving end of it. Yes, exactly right, mate. Without him, um, there's the high possibility there's going to be a young fella in that jersey. Is that a role you're looking forward to, sort of being the mentor in the halves? Yeah, um, I suppose I haven't really thought about that to be honest. Yeah, um, I haven't. This year is all about um, doing the best we can yep. to, to win the comp. Um, and then obviously the pre- I suppose that the preseason is what's what's going to be a huge factor in that, um, you know, who's going to replace Adam. But I don't even want to think about that or talk about that, to be to be quite honest. It's, um, it's definitely in the back of my mind where, you know, he's not there yet. So um, why worry about it at the moment? Um, we want to do everything possible to, to win the comp this year and, if you're a regular, welcome back to the podcast. If you're new, welcome, Big Nuts. If you haven't yet had a listen to the Legend Series interviews, I'll tell you, you're missing out. The best interviews in footy, bar none. Nothing comes close, if we're being honest. 
their all-time with a list of guests that is also all-time because this is the podcast that doesn't talk about the legends. We talk with the legends for you. To start this season, we had one of the greats, Peter Sterling. Here's a little of the podcast. Pete, everyone's got an opinion. Often it depends on what side of the tweed you live. Wally and Brett, who wins? I, I again, I'm biased here. Uh, very, very different players, but but have great uh, impact on whatever game they play. I, yep. Well, well, you know, Brett's record's very, very good against Wally, but I'm not going to split them. I, I'm going to play in a team where you've got to find a spot for both of them. Yeah. Um, so I, again, it's I think it's a moot point because they both had great. Very different attributes. Obviously, Wally played like more of a back rower, mm-hmm. um, whereas Brett Silky's skills, the way that he moved, um, but had huge impact on whatever game they were involved in. We've spoken about Bert. What was it about Wally that made him special, made him different, made him better? Well, I, I think as we mentioned before, Wally made the difficult look easy in the biggest moments of games. And he wanted to be that person. He wanted – I love players who, when the game's on the line, they want they want the ball. They mm. want to be involved. They they want to be that person. Yeah. And Wally, Wally was definitely that. Yeah. You know, you, you look at finales of, of, of origin games, especially for Queensland, and in tight games, which they invariably won, he was the person. He was the yeah. difference. You know, I was up against it a couple of times, and I, I, I remember they scored down a short side from a, I think a tap, and you looked at it and you thought, how, mm. that, how did he do that? That that we should have, that shouldn't have happened. Yeah. You know, if you're going to get beat, beat us with something special. Mm. Beat us with something that we look back on and say, oh, well, we, well that was freaky. We couldn't do anything about yeah. Don't, don't do that. Don't, Almost an effort play. Don't don't, yeah. don't make it make us look bad <laughs> because we couldn't handle something that, from the casual observer, looked fairly nondescript, you know. But Wally could do that. Wally had great vision. Peter Sterling, episodes two forty seven and two forty eight. Or what about this fella? You may have heard of him. The King, Wally Lewis, was our guest at the end of last season, episodes 202, 203 and 204. We'll stick with 84 briefly. You won the Golden Boot for the world's best player. It was the first Golden Boot too. Mm. Where does that sit in terms of accolades? World's best. Yeah, uh, quite. I was absolutely stunned. Um, you have a look at the standard of players that you're playing alongside and against. Um, you know, for me, I was up against uh, some of the best every origin oh, campaign. Yeah. Peter Sterling, Brett Kenny, they were the guys. Uh, there were some remarkable players. I had Mal, Gene Miles, those sort of guys. And then, of course, um, I still remember how tough uh, the international campaign was. Great Britain used to take us. Um, yep. We used to have to battle it out right till the end to uh, to achieve success. So there were a number of pl- great players from uh, from Great Britain that were there. Um, I still remember uh, turning around to. Um, I was very thankful to the support that I'd received at, at home from yep. uh, uh, from from Jackie uh, mm-hmm. at the time. She was uh, she was terrific support, um, but I knew that uh, that the uh, the one that had been most responsible of all uh, was was my dad. 
Um, mm. And I, uh, yep. I could not stop thanking him in every speech that I made. Um, it brought him uh, to being a bit of a sook. Um, but I just felt very lucky uh, to have been given an opportunity by my parents mm. uh, to be playing rugby league firstly. What's um, it feel like when someone calls you the world's best? Because in all honesty, very few people will ever get called world's best for anything. Whether they're right or wrong, when someone says you're the world's best, mm. is it – Smack in the face. Oh, like, holy when shit. You get, when you get called the world's best, you, you swallow pretty tough. Yeah. You, you think, oh, is this a poor decision or yeah. am I going that well? Yeah. Am I going okay? Um, it is uh, the ultimate reward. Um, and when I had a look at, um, you know, after it sort of had settled, mm. um, I can remember walking past the boot. And I know it probably increases my arrogance a little bit. I used to walk past it all the time and just look at that trophy, the golden boot. It was the high-cut boot yeah. uh, as it was. I never wore a high-cut in my life really, yeah. but um, to have as much gold on a boot as, as that uh, was something quite extraordinary. And uh, just to, to be given that honour um, – it, uh, it it took some time to uh, to get used to it because I, I, I still remember uh, I used to think about, well, it's either Peter Sterling or Brett Kenny. They're the ones up against me. I've got Mal and Gene on my side and, and certainly, you know, they went on to get some yeah. great honours. Mal uh, certainly achieved uh, enormous success. Um, but to uh, to be given that, uh, it, it yeah, it, it was something else and I really did feel as though the person that I owed the most to, once again, um, was dead. Next week on the Legends Series, an honour and a privilege. We have New Zealand's best ever, ever, the legend Mark Graham. Norths were always there or thereabouts, always competitive, always tough, always plenty of fight, but so many times just falling short. Yeah. It, uh, we had a knack. It was, wasn't it? <laughs> I don't know how it, how it came about or, or what, but we – we could, um, you know, early on when I first went there, um, I'd be amazed how yeah, we're good players, you know, and, and you train with them and you, yep. and they're, they're good and tough and strong and fit and fast and all those sort of things and, you know, we'd be playing a game and you know, everything would be working out fine and all of a sudden it was almost like the referee looked up and said, shit, 20, 20 to go and these blokes are ahead by 20. Hang on, and just all of a sudden we'd never see the ball. And you just go, wow, what was all that about? And I got yeah. ordered, I got sent off on the other occasion for reminding the referee that um, that, well, that he'd just done that. <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was very hard to take, obviously a lot of, mm. a lot of times. But um, I got to say, I enjoyed, I, I really enjoyed um, North Sydney. I enjoyed the the people, and I still do today. I, I go down there. It's like. It's like I had a beer with all the boys yesterday when I go there. I, I won't have seen them for three or four years. It's just, it's just that sort of place, you know. It's, it's, it's been a, it was a marvelous. I expected, like, you know, people would say to me, "Oh, why didn't you go and play for another club and win a competition?" I'm going, "Well, I thought I could win one with, with Norse. Yep. You know, they were my mates. They were, they were who I am. They were, they were my friends. You know, and you and now you're what you're talking about. You're talking badly about my friends. You might want to rethink that, you know, because yeah. I'm not going to cop that. You know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, we had. Uh, uh, Johnny McKinnon, uh, Johnny Gray, Keith Crash Harris, uh, Bonehead Cross, and we had a we had a Ford pack that was could be a very scary proposition, yeah. you know. And I'm pretty sure the opposition just went, "Don't stir Johnny McKinnon up, and everything will be fine." Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Johnny Gray was one of the one of the all time great players as far as I was concerned. He was Agreed. just just he could, and without without it was almost like telecommunication. He'd you know you'd hear the opposition yelling. 
here comes Gray, you get Graham, here we've got it. And I'd get the ball and there'd be no one standing in front of me. It was just, he just was just cunning, great guile, he was great skill. Did you know he was a, like a county cricketer? Was he really? Yeah, county cricketer. He play, could play the piano or the trumpet or both. Uh, he was a great guest speaker. Um, Talented guy. Just he kick, first kick around the corner. He was the first round the corner. Played country. rugby union for um, England, played rugby league for Great Britain. It was nothing he couldn't do. Wow. It was just – and he was a really good golfer. It was just like, wow, who was this dude? It was um, – yeah, he was he was something special and he was um, a marvellous guy to play footy with. Only problem with – I've got a good story about him. He he's, um, didn't like the sight of blood. So we're playing Penrith one day and I'm pretty sure Rossi Simmons was the hooker. And anyway, they've gone down and scrum. And in those days, you know, they'd say to the ref, who's got the loose? But it didn't matter because you know, we were taking it anyway. Well, yeah. Someone was going to take it. And um, – Anyway, there was a headbutting competition started, and um, Johnny Gray comes out of the scrum. Oh, what's going on there? And, and uh, the referee's going back in the scrum, and he's going, "I can't." He's look at him. He's got, there's 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 uh, Rossi with a bone sticking out of his nose. You know, his nose is flat on his face. There's blood pouring out of him. And Rossi's still waiting to go down the scrum. He's not whinging about anything. And uh, the referee said, "Well, you did it. Put your head back in there." And he's going, "Oh, I can't. I can't put my head back in there. He's bleeding." And we were going, "Well, you did it to him. Don't do it to him anymore." Then. <laughs> So I love yeah, it. Yeah. You left North at the end of 1988, just a little over a decade later. Norths were gone. Did that hurt? Yeah, it, it did. Yeah, it was um, – they seemed to be travelling really well. I mean, football-wise, they were going pretty good, as yeah. well, I, I thought. Um, um, I'm not sure, you know, obviously it was some sort of financial strain that they they were under, but um, I thought they were travelling pretty good. And um, to this day, I'm, in, I'm a member of the Den – um, yep. And you know, to the Danners, um, people still wanted to get the club back together. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. The Legend Series, it drops at the start of every week. Again, you can listen to any episode at any time. Our episodes don't date. We talk footy, life and a whole lot more. And if I'm being honest, there hasn't been a bad interview yet. Clarky's Call. Every week we're inviting your opinions with the great man of social media. He is our starting halfback, the Hall of Famer himself from Clarky's RL column. Mate, what is your first call of the season? First call of the season, Andy. I'm going to go a bit of a bold one, but I'm going to go the St. George Illawarra Dragons to play finals football. Okay, some positives, some negatives, some outright, outrageous responses. Who are we hitting on first, Brother Clark? Uh, we've got Jason Milo Razzo. He says, for the first five rounds, maybe. Uh, not too outrageous, bit of an interesting take, but they actually do start the year with Panthers, Eels and Rabbitohs as, as uh, three of their first five games. So that is a tough start. Yeah, good starters. I'm having a look at one here on your Facebook page. Hopper Clark says, if they play the women's team, maybe. There's a, <laughs> there's a bit of a sledge. Yeah, that, that is not bad stuff, is it? And funny enough, Hopper Clark's actually my dad. So is that right? Like, <laughs> yep, that, that's, that's the old man. <laughs> old Hopper. Who else have we got? Who wanted their say on the podcast this week? We've got uh, Greg Degrassi. He says, disagree. Sorry, but the dad's army have not got what it takes to win more than eight games. Clarky, you're tripping. Clarky, you're tripping. Now, the reference to dad's army, look, I get it. Remember a couple of years ago, New South Wales called Queensland 
Dad's Army. Dad's Army kicked New South Wales' butt in State of Origin that year and took great delight in doing so. James M. Hocking again. He is on Facebook. Injuries withstanding. I believe the Dragons have a great chance of making the eight this year. I think the usual mid-year pillage for State of Origin will hurt them, though. Yeah, they're going to have a couple of Origin players. Maybe not, though, as many as we have seen in years past. Yeah, the thing for the Dragons, I think he does raise a really great point there because the glue that ties this team together is Ben Hunt. He probably is likely to get selected for the Maroons, so there could be that little six-week period there where they do drop off a little bit. A lot of good kids in and around the halves will be doing this every week. You get the chance to have your say on the podcast. Give the sites a promo, Legend. Where and how do we find you? Any footy content legends you can find at Clarkie's Rugby League column across all of social media. And if you're looking for more sports content, Clarkie's Sports column on Instagram. The king of social media, a footy tragic, a damn handsome man and good fella. Support his sites and have your say on the podcast each and every week. Oh, what the f***? Craig Fitzgibbon getting COVID on the eve of his first ever game as head coach. That's what the, an unwanted place in history. But we spoke to the great man recently. This is the Weekly Wad, John Andy Raymond Unfiltered. The first of our new season. Can't wait to get it going. Same applies for our guest, who, along with Neil Henry and Alan Tung, stands on the podium for the nicest guys in rugby league. I cannot say a bad word about him, a sweetheart of a bloke, but the real test of character is about to start. Head coaching, Craig Fitzgibbon, how long do you reckon you will last before you turn half angry and half crazy like the rest of them? <laughs> I, uh, I thought I thought going into the role I'd be able to I'd be able to hang on to all my emotions and whatever. They'll get tested at some point, Andy. I was about to say you might have to change your intro <laughs> in a few weeks' time, mate. <laughs> You've been an assistant at the Roosters for years, very hands-on. Uh, the biggest difference is it. Pretty simply, level of responsibility. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, the it's the the biggest difference is the loneliness in in, in yourself. You're surrounded by people all day, every day, but yep. you got to be like you get lonely where you you got to make decisions constantly. Yep. Um, it never ends, and that initially was tough. Like initially getting used to that loneliness of. You offer as as an assistant for a long time. I'd offer Robo thoughts, feedback, constant, just constantly going with information, and it's information only. But I didn't have to decide on it. Yep. And once you got to decide on it, that's the biggest difference. Just that loneliness on I have to make this call, and but it's also the enjoyable part of it as well. It's not all it's not all hard work. I've heard before from other coaches, rookie coaches. The media, the sponsors, the board, the administrative, the charity requirements, the time consumed away from the training field can actually be more of a challenge than the time on the training field. Yeah, but the the club deserves it. And yep. so do the you know the the representation. You can't ask for a, an area. You can't ask for a club to back your ideals and back back your belief patterns. And you can't ask people to turn up in their thousands and and scream scream for your team and yep. whatever it's you you got to pay that forward so whilst it's um can be time demanding it's actually an enjoyable part of the role it is it is what it is it should always be there and it should be forever growing because the more the better we all get at it um 
you know, the, the better the game will be off. But you'd be lying if you said it, it, it'd be coaching, it'd be really pure if all you had to do was X's and O's. But yeah. again, that's the role of a, the coach. You've got to make sure that you can balance the difference between the X's and O's and get that right. And you've got to trust the team too. You've got to trust the team of staff. You've got to trust the club that they're contributing to all those other areas. And, and so far, that's been, that's been great. What type of coach do you reckon you'll be? Uh, I'd like to think I've got a good relationship with the players. I don't think any coach would be any different there. Yep. I think um, you work so hard on your relationships. I think the game's the standard of NRL is so hard, um, so intense that you know, it's pretty hard to ask players to run through a brick wall repeatedly for you if they don't trust in you, yep. don't trust in your belief patterns and well. But um, you know, that's it's that's a tough answer or a tough question to answer. You'd probably have to ask the players that one. Some coaches will look at your team only. Some coaches predominantly look at the other team. Some find a happy mix. Where do you reckon you'll sit? Oh, a happy mix. So you like to think that you're working on something you believe in, yeah. something you want to represent something every time you play, but you've got to have an eye on the opposition to know what's coming yep. and, and what you've got to combat. So you can't, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to put all my eggs in one basket either way, but you um you want to stand for something as a club. You want to stand for something as a team and um, have a distinct style that everyone rep- you know you represent each time you play. Two names come to mind: Hines and Finucane. Players, yes, but human beings as, as well. You know they get a huge tick from me. Is that important to you? Yeah, it is definitely. Um, and Cam, Cam McGuinness is a, Cam McGuinness, a new yeah. player that comes in. That those people was fortunate enough to uh, work with you know, Cam and um, Dale for in New South Wales. And mm. the time I spent with Nico so far is, you, I think you banged it on the head there. Is yep. what people, what quality people, and I think um, really excited about what their future in the Sharks colours can hold for those guys and. Really excited about the impact that they have not only on me as a coach, but also on the, the players around them and the club. They're um they are good people and good players. Forty four years young, you've been there and done it. You've presented a positive figure always, but you have been a naughty boy in the past because I've been there having a beer next to you at times. <laughs> and I won't tell the stories because your son Eamon is sitting in between us at the moment. Um 21, 22-year-olds have changed since we were 21, 22. That relationship, the trust, and dealing with a 2 a.m. phone call when a relationship's broken down, um, when something's not right at home, when they're upset over something they shouldn't be upset about. Mentoring young men is, is probably the biggest part of the job, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. It's harder to be a moron when you're drinking like we were back then, Andy. Yes. I think, but um, I think uh, the part of the role there is like you, you sort of how you know parts of your life will pop out in your footy if you you know if you're a wild bit of gear and you yep. you're disorganised, you got poor discipline and you're you're wild. You'll be able to play NRL and play well. You probably have some good strengths that you can rely on with those attributes, but there'll be moments in your game that are poor discipline and wild yep. and mistake-ridden and whatever. So you need to capitalise on what players have as attributes, but all the while encourage them. And times have changed. So like it's just it is what it is. We, we've just got to stop this, um, you know, this getting stuck in the way things used to be. It has yep. changed, and it has. So we acknowledge that. And the guys, we're always working on improving ourselves. 
ourselves as people and athletes and players. And I think, um, I think, you know, simply put, um, we'd like to think that they, the acknowledgement around what they have to do as men yep. um, is is pretty clear nowadays. I think. Wish you every success this year, Legend. I know you'll kill it. Thanks for your time, mate. Thanks, mate. Round one has arrived. This is the first weekly wide to the season on Andy Raymond Unfiltered. What an off-season. Hope everyone enjoyed the cricket. Maybe our guests didn't. From the mighty Bulldogs, Luke Thompson has joined us. Are you a cricket fan or not, mate? And have you had to put up with much shit from the Bulldog teammates? Uh, I'm not actually, mate. No, I've never really followed the cricket. Um, and I didn't actually follow it when England was playing. Probably, <laughs> I probably should, obviously, with England playing, so... Uh, but, yeah, no, I didn't actually follow it. Big off-season at the Bulldogs, mate. Plenty of new faces. Good feeling? Yeah, it definitely is, mate. Uh, you know, we've, we've signed quite a lot of players and, um, you know, all the boys have ripped in this, this pre-season, trained really well. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely definitely a you know a good feel around the place and I'm just looking forward to, to getting out there. Who are the new guys has impressed you and, and what's been impressive about them? Um. I'd probably single one out of all of them, to be honest. I feel like they've they've all come in, you know, had a good attitude, and uh, everyone's been they've been putting in at training. So, uh, be able to single one out, but probably Matty Burton. He's uh, I think he's a bit of a freak. He's just a real, real casual. You know, he just comes and you can see he's just got that natural, yeah. you know, natural skills. And yeah, I think he's going to be a good player for us. He's a big kid, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He's, Probably the biggest halfback I've ever seen. He's yeah. bigger than me anyway. <laughs> Mate, a bit of muscle joining you in the middle, a bit of backup. That's cool. Guys like Tavita, uh, Paul Vaughan, Maxi King. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, we've you know, we've got got some big bat rows this year. Um, I think uh, Jack Everington is going to be playing bat row as well. So, yep. um, yeah, we've got a bit of strike out wide now with Tavita as well. And obviously, big Vaughan in the middle of me. So, um, yeah, the pack's definitely looking better and you know, looking forward to linking up with the new guys. Sunday night against the Cowboys in Townsville, certainly a winnable game. Mate, for round one footy, is the focus just on yourselves and what you do? Simple things like playing smart, playing safe, so you, you almost don't get caught up in um, the opposition and, and, and reacting. You're just worried about yourself for round one? Yeah, I think... Um yeah, I think you I think you always want to worry about yourself really. Uh, try and get your own your own game in order. But I think obviously the first few rounds you just wanna, you know, sort of complete eye and you know, just sort of get in the groove. Um you don't want to be trying to, you know, put your big flashy players on in round one, you know, sort of build in a bit and just mm. you know, just get everyone to do the job and and uh, yeah, just you know, try and complete, put them in a corner and just you know, get in an arm wrestle. Good luck for the season ahead, Legend. Really appreciate your time. Thank you for stopping in on the podcast. We will do it again soon, mate. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Want to know what's coming up on the podcast? Well, stalk us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at The Andy Raymond. Share the love and share the posts.
New Parramatta signing Bailey Simonson has joined us on the podcast for the first time. Mate, welcome. What are your first impressions of the new club? Thank you, mate. Um, that's been great. I've, I've loved the change. It's been um, really refreshing to you know have a new start and around a whole new coaching staff and, and group of players. It's been great. Um, the boys have been very welcoming and I've really enjoyed getting to work and getting to know them and the coaching staff, uh, particularly working under Brad. Um, that's what really enticed me to join the Eels. And, you know, I've already noticed across the preseason um, lots of things that he's sort of shown me in my game where I can improve and, and need to improve. And I uh, feel like I've made some good shifts there. So, sort of looking forward to getting out there this season and, you know, representing such a, a proud club and hopefully having a great season. Jeez, mate, you've gone from one grumpy coach in Sticky to another in BA. How, <laughs> how have you found Brad? Oh, look, honestly, like, I'm not just saying it, but he's been great. He's, yeah. he's just such a good bloke off the field. Um, anyone that knows Brad will probably know that. You know, he's he sort of cares about you as a person and, mm. and how you're doing off the field before he cares about anything on the field. So um, working under him, you know, it's been awesome for myself. Um, I've really, you know, taken to working with him really well. And I've, I think I've fitted him with sort of his coaching style. And um, as, you, as you mentioned, sick there, you know, Brad's probably a lot the same. You know, they're mm. very old school coaches. They're, you know, they're straight up and down. Uh, you, you sort of know where you're at, and uh, I think that's great. You know, Brad's as I said, he's he's, he's told me what I need to work on. He's told me what I do well, and um, that's all you can ask is a coach that's honest with you and and you know where you stand as a player. You've only just turned 24, so happy birthday for a couple of weeks Thanks, ago, Pete. mate. Um, but the, the youngsters, the guys younger than you at Parramatta, and there is a heap of them coming through the system. Gee, they're impressive, aren't they? Yeah, mate, as you, as you said, there is a heap. You know, we've got uh, – I don't want to miss anyone, but off the top of my head, the likes of Will Penasini, um, Shawnee Russell, and, you know, as, a, as, as you said, there's just so many mm. young talent, uh, young talented players coming through. And I think um, probably a testament to the Parramatta uh, junior system they have in place. You know, everyone knows they're a very strong junior rugby league uh, contingent out in Parramatta. And uh, those boys have all come through as local juniors and, you know, sort of a, a handful of them – made the NRL debuts last year and, and did really well. And uh, personally, I've been sort of working alongside Will, young Will Penasini mm. a lot. Uh, he's playing in the centres and we've done a bit of work together. And yeah, he's going to be a great player. He's um, still so young and raw, but mm. um, so much talent and such a powerful ball runner. And yeah, I can't wait to see his career unfold. Yeah, me me too. We actually had a chat with Will Penasini recently. He'll be coming up on the podcast in the next couple of weeks. Thanks for dropping by, Bailey. Good luck on the weekend, mate. Thank you. Want to win an unfiltered trucker's hat? Go to Apple, Spotify or wherever you're listening and subscribe to the podcast. Then simply give us a five-star rating and review. Write whatever you want. We don't care. It's the stars that matter. Funniest weekly review wins the prize. Simple. And the winner of this week's trucker's hat is Damien from St. Clair. And he wrote on his Apple review, Is it normal that I get a chubby listening to your podcast? You're a freak. But you win the trucker's hat anyway. We will send it out, knacker bags. That's us. We're done for this week. What a podcast. 12 interviews, including an immortal, a couple of Hall of Famers and a group of superstars, as well as superstars in the making. 
This is the only podcast where you'll hear a dozen different interviews every single week. Footy listening doesn't get any better. We don't talk about the legends. We talk with them for you. Uh, take a breath and enjoy it. The footy is on and your weekend is sorted. Enjoy the game, order a pizza, grab a coldie, go hard on a five-leg multi, and don't forget, as always, back pikey in the last. Mm-hmm.